process, I think. We did episode. And I'm recording on here. Okay, so we're on. Okay, hello and welcome back to another episode of Dress Me Up. I'm Nicole. And I'm Krista. And we are here with practical tips to help you look your best and feel your best so you can do your best. Uh, We're very excited because tonight we have a fellow stylist and friend. She's such an interesting and fun person to talk to, and she always has so much style. Mm -hmm. She's had tons of experience working with women at different stages in life, and she loves fashion and talking about it almost as much as we do. So without any further ado, I'm excited to welcome our guest, Kariana Fry. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for letting me come and hang out with you a little bit tonight, and I'm looking forward to a great conversation. Yeah, thanks for being here. We're excited. We're so excited to have you here, even though you can't be in my closet. We're doing this (laughs) remotely. Yes, we are across town. I think we're maybe, what, a half mile apart, but, you know, (laughs) it it is as it is. Exactly. It's the times we're living in now. You're you're missing out on Nicole's closet. I would love to be in her closet right now. (laughs) Everyone wants to get in my closet. I'm in the playroom. I'm I'm in the toy room right now. (laughs) The toy room slash my husband's office. So it's kind of legit, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and start. Uh, Krista, what do you have for us today for our five-minute fashion tip? Okay, so I'm going to do our fashion tip today, and I'm going to talk about something a little risque. I'm going to talk about underwear. Nobody really likes to talk about underwear. <laughs> but it's actually, you know, like a really important part of your wardrobe, I think. And so one thing that I have discovered that I really like to have as a staple is a pair of what do you want? Oh, shapewear underwear. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of started doing it after I had my third or fourth kid just to kind of hold everything in and, you know, feel like I could wear the skirt I wanted to wear or whatever. But I, I've actually continued to use shapewear underwear even after, you know, it's been like a year since I've had a kid because, you know, everyone has maybe a little, no matter what your size is, big or small, you, if you've had children, or even if you haven't, some women just have like a little bit of a, a bump in the stomach where you where the skirt naturally hits your waist or whatever. And sometimes you can be self-conscious about that. So I really like to have, especially for certain dresses and certain skirts, a pair of shapewear underwear that I can wear that actually make it way more comfortable to wear dresses all day long because you don't feel like you have to kind of suck everything in or it just takes away that sort of awkward like little bump there Mm -hmm. i like to call that the uh the mummy tummy i think when i (laughs) had my first child i started watching this weird uh show out of canada and the uh the lady would talk about her mummy tummy and i just (laughs) love that that, uh, imagery and it really did fit to the 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 mummy tummy yeah Mm -hmm. no that's great the (laughs) mummy tummy for it (laughs) yeah so i feel like it's just one of those things that if you have it one or two pairs and it just an extra accessory to give you a little more confidence and also just to feel more comfortable in your clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ones I have are Spanx, but um, I got them at like Ross and they weren't expensive, but it really doesn't matter the brand. Just find some that fit you well. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think there are different types of shapewear, right? Like mm-hmm. there's some that have more control and some that are a little more 
forgiving if you're going to be wearing it all day. Something yeah. That doesn't make you feel like you're sucking in your gut the yeah. entire day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking about like the full body, like down to your knees, mm-hmm. you know, up to your chest. I'm just talking about like underwear, but they have like an extra panel in the waist area to kind of suck everything in. Mm-hmm. Trust me, so, you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that. So I, I used to try shapewear the whole, like with the, the rolly up, the, 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 the stretchy ones. And mm-hmm. I always ran into the problem of them ro- of the waistband rolling down. I'm very short waisted. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, so all my height is in my legs. And so when I sit down, I'd have that rolling. So what another option for any other short waisted ladies would be a waist cincher or, or I think it's, they're more tr- uh, solid as, as waist trainers, but basically picture an old tiny corset without the, uh, the lacing hmm. and, it, it hooks together with a series of hooks, and I'm telling you, that was probably the best uh, thing that I ever purchased. And it has boning um, in it to keep help keep the, the shape of it, and I can wear that easily. And then there's no rolling down of the uh, the fabric. That's yeah, so that's a great. That's great. I yeah, I didn't even think. I I remember having a friend that wore one of those, and she really loved it. And um, it makes you stand up straight, also, because you can't with the boning it forces you to sit up all the way without you know how we tend to kind of slouch and we we let our you know, our core relax a little bit and it's very hard to slouch when wearing a waist trainer or, or a waist uh, cincher so oh, not only do you have better posture but you also get to hide that mummy tummy yeah wow. no that's great now is it comfortable enough to wear all day um i find it is and i think you have to really make sure you're finding the right size so they will they are sized depending on your waist and if you get one that's too small that's going to just be uncomfortable but to to make the investment and to actually find the correct size is worth it and does make it a nice and easy to wear piece of uh undergarment Mm. Hmm. And it is funny because I, I, I find for myself when I've bought shapewear that I, I tend to buy the extra small size because you think <laughs> like I'm going to just shove myself in there and it's been before a miracle and, um, and it's just, it, it's never the case. Yeah, so, it's yeah. still just spandex and yeah. other material and polyester. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Well, um, thanks. That was a great tip too. I also want to just address underwear a little bit too, mm-hmm. just just regular underwear and how important it can be to have the right size underwear and the right type of underwear for what you're wearing to really make your outfit look even better. Mm-hmm. Did you want to say anything about underwear? Oh, we were just talking about this a little bit beforehand, and I was telling Krista, I love the, the new seamless underwear that you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mine is uh, true love. I'll have to check that. But it's 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 wonderful because there aren't any of those awkward panty lines with sort of, you know, like a pair of white pants or like a thinner skirt or something like that. There's nothing worse than, I mean, for me, it's always at, at church when I'm supposed to be praying and I'm looking down and <laughs> I notice the woman in front of me is not wearing seamless underwear. <laughs> so or maybe she's just wearing the wrong size and there's nothing wrong with going up a size so that you don't have that like line and it just... Yes. Let's be comfortable in our undergarments. That's right. (laughs) Seriously. That's right. But I do love the seamless. Mm -hmm. That's like all I have now. Mostly. Yeah, they really are comfortable, and it, and, it, and I think it does. It serves the same purpose as uh, I think we we're. I mentioned this a little bit earlier when we were chatting, but I am a child of the you know the the late '90s, early 2000s, and I remember we all remember that 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 trend of uh, a certain type of undergarment mm-hmm. that had a whole song named after it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it serves the seamless serves the same purpose um, as that style of undergarment without that you know uncomfortable. 
uh, feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think anyone will be writing songs about uh, seamless undergarments. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't flow as <laughs> or well. shapewear probably. Not or shapewear. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing very sexy about shapewear. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Well, thanks, Krista. That was a really helpful tip. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead to our main topic. So today we were going to talk about fashion personality. And I think your fashion personality is also just kind of figuring out what your personal style is. You know, we have a tendency when you're trying to kind of introduce this subject in a very, you know, in sort of a, a, a just teaching someone about this, you usually break it down into, you know, four different categories. There's classic, there's more sort of the athletic, there's more sort of the artistic or sort of avant-garde dresser, and then, and then, oh my gosh, then the last, I think I'm, I'm thinking relaxed. I can't remember right now. Well, you say natural. Oh, romantic. Yeah. Also, fl- like someone who really loves florals. Yeah. Yeah. I think, why well, I, I tend to put the natural into... Or minimalist. Right. Well, it's sort of, yeah. So, see, the problem is, is I find the further you get into it, Sometimes these terms can describe a lot of different uh, different categories, right? Yeah. Because I tend to my- think of myself as a classic, but really what classic means is I just have certain key pieces that are sort of timeless. But so at the same time, you could say that I'm a minimalist because I don't I don't do a lot of extra. I do a lot of like simple patterns or solid colors and in classic cuts and, you know, something that I can wear for years and years and hold on to. But yeah, so I, 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 I sometimes think that those terms can be sort of they can limiting. kind of overlap, right? For sure. Right. Yeah, and I know in in styles is always it's hard to really just pinpoint and put us all into or or to be able to really categorize because like I said, there is a lot of overlap. Um, and I think because even my style, I would call it, I would consider it more of a classic, even though I do tend toward the vintage um, mm-hmm. with a lot of shirt dresses, but because they are classic silhouettes, that it falls into that category more so than you would uh, a, a boho or a romantic or, and for sure, not athleisure, mm-hmm. which I, I have a whole love-hate relationship mm-hmm. with athleisure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I sometimes feel like it's like, have we just given up? I right. mean, there are times where it would be, I mean, there are really cute outfits for athleisure, but at the same time, there is a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> but at the same time, if I was super fit and didn't have the mommy tummy, I would probably constantly <laughs> be athleisure. I, I am not even going to give athleisure a um, like category in our conversation for personality types. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> No, it has. It I guess you we have to now. Like that's kind of become a thing. But well, and I think especially right now because of the COVID, yeah, sweatpants are huge, and everyone's wearing sweatpants. All the designers yeah. are are introducing different stylish sweatpants, and you know, athleisure is less about like the you know the leggings and more about literally the leisure the emphasis is more on the leisure aspect yeah. now yeah right right i mean and, and there are some certain types and brands of like I said sweatpants that are they are investment pieces that you are making and it's just this idea of you know you're you're polishing you're, you're investing yourself in this overly 
you know, relaxed vibe. And maybe, and, and, you know, the question is, is that to give off this idea that you are, you have so much leisure time that you can just <laughs> walk around and, and your leisure clothes kind of like the, the opposite of, you know, therefore I'm not, I'm not wearing a suit. So therefore I am, I have reached the next right. echelon of not having to wear a suit. <laughs> right. Well, back to what you were saying about your style. I think of classic as someone who all of their pieces are things that have been sort of timeless, have stuck with the, the, the style through the times. Aren't like, subject to a trend. Yeah, they're not subject yeah. to a trend. Mm -hmm. Like, they're classic pieces that don't ever go out of style, really. Mm -hmm. um, and so you could be classic bohemian, classic and bohemian, mm -hmm. but you could also be classic and romantic, mm -hmm. really, right? Because... I mean, you could just, there's a lot of overlap, I think, in a lot of things. But the, I think the one you're trying to think of was, at the end, was romantic. Yeah. Romantic, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. and, and I think that classic on the East Coast and classic on the West Coast look very different. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's they true. are two different things. Mm -hmm. Or in, and even, you can even throw in um, the South. Right. You know, how, mm -hmm. how the interpretation of what classic is. And I think that was probably when we moved here from uh, the Midwest, for sure, there was that big uh, change, almost like, a, almost like a fashion culture shock. Because what I always, you know, embrace as being classic, it was very, it was much more that preppy style. For, mm -hmm. So I would, I would almost call East Coast classic as being that, you know, the preppy style with the plaids, um, you know, sweaters. I mean, I, I came here with so many twin sets. I mm -hmm. still can't get over it. Of course, you can't wear them in California because you'll just roast. Right. Um, but I think there is definitely regional breakdowns or, or regional flavors when it comes to the different style categories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I, I think that the traditional terms tend to be sometimes not adequate in describing what a person is trying to strive for. But at the same time, if you do feel sort of it's, it's difficult for me to relate to it because I love fashion so much. But when I think of it in terms of interior decorating, I find interior decorating so overwhelming because there are lots of pieces that I like that I don't know how to make something uniform in my home. I don't know how to make some something a cohesive room, really, in my home um, because I like lots of different things and I don't know how to make them work together. So I think that same kind of situation can happen in someone's wardrobe if someone's not really comfortable or confident in their fashion choices you can sometimes feel like well I like I like blazers but I also really like floral tops but then I also really like feather boas or whatever it might be you know what I mean so I you don't want to throw all, those things together always time for a good feather boa <laughs> wouldn't that be great I wish they would come back just casually to park day I would love that it's chilly. I'm going to put on my feather boa. <laughs> no, I think that's a, that's a good point. And maybe that's a good reason why it's important to actually sort of take time to figure out what your personal style is, mm -hmm. personality. Because then you can have a better idea of how to put things together well and mm -hmm. what, what look you're kind of going to, going for. Like, who do I, who do I want to represent, like, put out there to the world when I'm getting dressed? Right. Right. No, it, that's really what you're doing because, I mean, our clothes are more than just 
a function, you know, they're, they're more than just keeping us warm or keeping us, you know, help keeping protecting us because we, we live in shelter, we live in, you know, sheltered places and we have central air conditioning. Many of us have central air. And so we're not looking at clothes as being functional. So they really are a, a, an output or they are, they're, they are our personality that others can see. And I know for me, my personality was, or I actually figured and, and really honed in my personality after I discovered my personal style. So it's been this whole long road of trying to figure out who I am. And once I had honed in on what style I like to wear, that's when I really started becoming a little bit more confident as to who I am as a woman, which is, it's kind of backwards I think but I think that's a good way of backing in to figure out who you are because we spend so much time as women you know as growing up you're, you're trying to figure out where you fit in and, and who you are and I think we oftentimes we look back at our trends and what we what we're wearing you can see those personality changes occur mm-hmm. and then as soon as you kind of find your niche it's that's who you are and that's the that's what you want to project out into the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's such a good way of looking at it too, because, and you see that with teenagers, they're really struggling to to figure out who they are and what they what they want to say to the world, and that's why I think also teens tend to be so subject to the current trends, mm-hmm. right? Because they're they're seeing things in magazines and they're thinking, oh, I want to be that. No, I want to be this, and they they take that on, and it doesn't quite sit right with them. Um, because because their life is still it's so much impotentia, you know. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, I think because of that, it's it's actually really important for young girls. Um, even you know, like my daughter's age, my oldest daughter is nine, and she's starting to kind of want to figure out like what her style is, and she loves clothes. And I talk about it with her, and like talk about what she likes, and you know, different patterns and different styles, and she gets really excited about clothes and. I think it's important for her to kind of develop that, even though it might seem like an unnecessary thing. But if they don't, then when they become teenagers and they're, you know, wanting to shop more, buying their own clothes or whatever, they're just going to see, oh, what's what's in the store? Like, mm-hmm. what's this? What's everywhere? You know, the trend that's that's out right now. I'm that's that's what I'm going to get because I haven't de- developed my own um, sense of who I want to be mm-hmm. with my clothes. Yeah. Right, I think with with yeah, well, with young girls it is good, or younger girls. I, my oldest is thirteen, um, and it's helping them to understand, you know, why why do you want that certain piece, or what's mm-hmm. what is you know what is that that either that outfit or that look was it what is it saying to you, and what do you think that projects out to the world? And I think you know if if nothing else, if I can uh, help my daughters understand that, just looking kind of polished and put together is that's that's kind of what you want to to go for is this idea that it doesn't mean you have to have the most expensive or the most on trend but is you know if your clothes are clean and not right out of the dryer (laughs) then we're we're on the good path right Right. i think too that um that's a a, but it's also such a, a good reminder for us why it's important that we care about how we look and it can be something that you know, especially when you have younger kids, you know, oh, well, this, picking out like the least stained shirt out of your <laughs> pile of clothing sometimes is all you can do. But we have to remember that we have daughters who are watching us mm-hmm. and who are seeing the choices that we make. And they're also seeing, 
the dignity that we put into the role that we play, right? Because especially as, as mothers of large families and, you know, stay at home moms that we want to show that what we're doing is important. And they see these other women going off to work and putting on makeup and high heels and looking so beautiful. And then if they turn around and see their mom with a million babies, you know, with spit up all over her and, you know, wearing her Uggs, which I'm actually currently wearing right now. (laughs) But if she's going out like that, you know, without any makeup on, then what is that signaling to her, you know? So... Well, there's that, and there's also signaling, what, what is that signaling to larger society? I mean, yes. I remember a couple of years back, there was a Halloween costume that, that took, uh, that kind of took the world by storm. It was the mom bee, and it was a, a young girl. I mean, it was, she was maybe, you know, six or seven, and so she dressed up with a top knot, and she had a stained t-shirt and leggings, and she had these these bags underneath her eyes mm-hmm. and then she had a, t- like a, a, a a larger doll like a, like an american girl doll um attached to her leg and then a baby in her arm oh. and so this was her this was her halloween costume and people are, you know it's it's funny people are laughing but really what is that saying it's saying to the wider society that you moms we're you know, you have very little value to the point where we're going to make a mockery of you and and your and your um what you know what you do every day because you are just a stay at home mom and therefore you're worthy to be kind of made fun of mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you know really putting forth this idea that staying home is a it is. 100% valuable. It is definitely needed and it's a wonderful choice that women can make for themselves and that we should be celebrating this as much as we would, you know, someone going, someone working as a lawyer or a teacher or a doctor or any other type of job that puts you outside of the home because raising and helping your family grow and to become citizens in the in our country, that is a worthy job of just like anything else. So with that said, let's try and figure out. So what are some tips that we would give uh, to people in helping them try to figure out their their personal style or their fashion personality? Well, one thing I was, I was sort of looking through things that I have here. And one thing that I loved is when you're thinking about, like, what is, what is my style? Like, um, what adjectives do I feel describe my style and really resonate with me? So if you can think about, like, different adjectives that would describe what you like to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be, you know, something that would be helpful. And what do you feel most comfortable and confident in when you wear it? Like, and, you know, like, you feel that feeling of, like, I feel so great in these clothes, like when you're going on a date with your husband or whatever it is where mm-hmm. you put on your favorite outfit. Well, and I think, too, sometimes when I was thinking about this, uh, I was thinking – a lot of times I think the clothes that you naturally gravitate to, sort of your daily uniform, if you're going to go out and try and make a, a like a five-minute effort, what do you what do you put together? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was talking about this with a friend of mine, and she said, oh, I wear, I grab my jeans and a graphic tee and, you know, a pair of cute flats. And it was interesting to me because that's not what I would grab, but that's very much, when she said that, I thought, well, that's, that's right. That's exactly who you are. And that's how I picture you kind of cool, but casual and comfortable. And, um, but still, you know, there's, there's an intentionalness to her outfit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's not, ha- it's not haphazardly thrown together. It's, there is a thought behind every piece. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think sometimes thinking of it in, in those terms, and I liked what you said too, about what words would you use to describe your, your wardrobe? I think a lot of times, 
our fashion, our, our style should represent who we are. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so the, one of the things I was thinking about also was, you know, there are all these great personality tests now or like the, the temperaments. I think those kinds of things can help you also figure out like, what am I drawn to? So if you're a sanguine, maybe you like more sort of fun clothes, like um, brighter colors or bigger prints or accessories. Or if you're um, a, a choleric, maybe you're someone who likes more of a straightforward way of dressing, more clean, crisp lines, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you're more preppy or classic or something like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, Right, and I think also maybe even starting with the closet edit to take a look at your closet that you do not wear. Because I know we all mm -hmm. have them. We've, we've all purchased something for whatever reason. Either we're having a bad day or it looks great on the mannequin or we see it in a magazine. We all buy these pieces and then you come home and you either you wear it once or you never wear it again. And, whether, and it could be that the fabric is uncomfortable, it could be that, the, that the fit is not right for your body type. But whatever reason, I think we need to be comfortable or be ready to edit our closets down and, and take out things that just are not working or not, and they're not bringing us joy. I mean, I know that's a whole Marie Kondo thing, mm -hmm. but if your clothes are not making you happy, if they're not making you feel like the amazing person that you are, mm -hmm. then stop wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such yeah. No, it's, it's so true that the closet edit, getting the stuff out that does not make you feel great is, is a really good tip. Well, and then as soon as you do that, you see what's left. Yeah. You see what's left in mm -hmm. it. Um, uh, and also you can look at like, what are the, f the four last pieces that I bought? Like what, what maybe, and they're probably all similar, a similar style. And that might, you know, sort of express to you what you, you gravitate more towards. But if you do the closet edit and you see, you know, what you don't really wear, then mm -hmm. you can start collecting more of what you do wear and everything will be more cohesive. Right. They'll all work mm -hmm. together instead of just that random piece that's sitting there like a wallflower all alone. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> never getting never asked work. to dance. Yeah. <laughs> but there is also a benefit in having like those one or two fun pieces that you, that's completely outside of your comfort zone, you know, mm -hmm. having those more, whether, and, and I think to keep it more as accessories, something that's small, um, that's something that you don't have to really make a big investment in. So maybe it's a pair of re really fun, funky earrings or a giant statement necklace that mm -hmm. you maybe only wear once a year for, you know, Christmas dinner or something, but something that really helps to, it, it shakes things up a little bit. It helps mm -hmm. to keep things from being a little, uh, too, to every day. And I think right. it's just fun being able, it's almost like you're putting in, almost like you're putting on um, uh, a, a costume or you're branching into another piece of your personality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but it's funny because I, when I, when you say that, I think I have, I think to myself, I've got, I'm actually looking at it, uh, a snake print red uh, leather, Ooh, or leather la la. skirt that I, oh I love. And every time I wear, I get tons of compliments. But it's not definitely part of my regular rotation. Like, I don't wear that when I go to Rayleigh's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, not, that's not an everyday uh, uniform piece, right. but that sounds fantastic. Right. But it's still, it's, it's sort of outside of my comfort zone, but it's still something that works with a lot of the other pieces that I have. And mm -hmm. something else that I was thinking in how would I help someone figure out their personal style or their fashion personality, I think also, you know, especially right now, I mean, unfortunately, we're so often on our phones, but figuring out whose style do you like, who are some fashion icons that you respect, and I think an easy way to start to 
kind of cull out a lot of the excess stuff that isn't really working for you is to make a Pinterest board, you know, and mm -hmm. I think it's helpful to, you know, get pictures of, of different fashion icons and create a board where you can kind of start to see for yourself like, oh, this, this is what I'm drawn to. I tend to be drawn to this kind of image. Um, so with that in mind, like what are some fashion icons that you guys like? Fashion icons. Oh, I'm not very good at fashion icons. What about you? I, why don't you tell us yours? Because I have to think about this for a second. That, that, you can start. Because I'm saying, I'm like, who are my fashion icons? I, I, I have fashion <laughs> Well, I would say first for me would be um, Inez de la Fossange. She's a, um, she's, oh. <laughs> okay. Just completely random. No, but she's this beautiful, older French, she's model. She's worked, well, she's worked in the fashion industry for a long time. I don't even know that I would say that she's a model anymore. She's an, in, I, I guess you would say she's partially a designer, partially an influencer. I don't know. Um, but she's in her fifties now. Um, but she just is sort of that classic French girl style where she just always has, she's, you almost always see her in crisp jeans and a white shirt and a blazer and something, some, a play off of that. And she has the same basic uniform but it always looks fresh it always looks beautiful on her and she just has that you know that French way that women have the French women have of looking put together but as if they just went into their closet and just doo -doo -doo, just grabbed a few things and threw them on and they looked amazing and fabulous and, and I, I just I, I love that about her yeah that's that's a that's a good one I am so bad with names that even if I like <laughs> could think of someone that I like their fashion I probably wouldn't know their name how about you Kariana uh, well it's funny so I think I think my my two main styles that I wear and I think for sure I I have fallen in love with jumpsuits and I hope that they never go away even though they are pain when you wear them because of the whole bathroom thing yeah basically <laughs> down to everything mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or to nothing and you're sitting there like like a you know if you're cold and you're just sitting there but i think i think about uh diana ross especially in the 70s i mean oh. she was that's probably my my alter ego i would almost say because i love the i mean it was just everything was to the max it was you know the this the sparkles and the spangles um and so i think of of her especially when i think of like my my love of of jumpsuits and accessories but then my more everyday look is it's kind of it's very reminiscent of Dior's new look right after right toward the tail end of the the 40s and 50s where you had more of the full skirt and then the the tailored top and so that kind of it's and it's almost a, a June cleaver type look but it works really well for my body style and I love it and it's actually have it's that style actually encouraged me to branch out more into colors and patterns and my husband likes it too so he's in mind when I come home with another dress <laughs> oh, that's nice <laughs> sweet. that's true that's that's definitely what I think of when I think of your way of, of dressing I think your style is very retro and mm -hmm. yeah those full mm -hmm. skirts and always very colorful and noticeable but in a really in a way that I think really just shows a lot about who you are I really love it Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, and I love my petticoats so when I can wear a petticoat I will and what? I have petticoats in a few different colors to match my dresses <laughs> that is so awesome so you know like last year's uh, dinner party that didn't happen for us um, at our at our school that was my my jam right there so I was mm. kind of bummed out oh, oh that, that, that yeah that, 
that particular <laughs> style would have been did you have a dress already for that Oh, I sure did. In fact, I it, it turned out that the dress that I picked out was also picked out by a friend's mother. So that was kind of funny. Oh, <laughs> but it looked great on both of us. So. But yes, I did have a, it was an off the shoulder, three quarter sleeve um, black dress with a, a full circle skirt and it had this like this um, swan, it had swans printed along the, the hemline. Mm. Yeah, that so, fit that fit and flare style is super flattering on most body types. I feel like because mm-hmm. it, it hugs, hides the mummy tummy. <laughs> yeah, well, and it hugs you in all the right places and accentuates the good and you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. It's a great balancing shape because I, I have my shoulders are not broad, but they I have a strong shoulder line, and I think the fit and flare is great for balancing that because you have the the skirt will help to create more of that hourglass um, or that more of the balanced look that we tend to lean toward. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that segues into the other thing that I wanted to talk about with this is if you're trying to figure out your fashion style or your fashion personality, I think it's knowing your body type Mm -hmm. is so important. (laughs) Really having an awareness of not just like, am I a pear, am I an apple, but also really looking objectively at your body and being able to say, okay, what are my strengths Mm -hmm. and what are my weaknesses? What do I need to hide or what do I need to sort of tone down? And and what do I, what can I display? What's really lovely? Yeah. I think it's, it's knowing and it's also loving who you are and not lamenting that you're not that, body shape that you wish you could be you know mm-hmm. being able to love the, the 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 image of god that you are and to know that he created you exactly as he were supposed to be created mm-hmm. and that to embrace that versus you know wishing that you had some other shape to you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh you know women of all shapes and sizes when they dress really well for their body type it just it it you know, they glow and they, they, they look so much different than if you you can tell when they don't quite accept who they are <laughs> and they're not mm-hmm. quite wearing the right things. And, um, and also fit. There's no reason. It's a reason for just kind of adding your thing. Make sure your clothes fit and it's okay. I and mean, we all, we all know that there are, that there's vanity sizing in the, in, uh, in the fashion industry. So, you know, when you're in a fitting room, Grab a couple different sizes, and mm-hmm. as hard as it as it is, ignore that number on the label because you're looking more for something that's going to fit you. Mm-hmm. And I almost say it's better if you can and have the time, energy, and treasure if needed. If it's easier, it's almost easier to buy something slightly bigger and then have it altered to fit your body because then you know. I mean, it's a, it's a really easy way of making sure that your clothes are custom to your shape but also it makes you feel better when your clothes fit you as they're supposed to fit you. I have a friend who's actually really good about that and her wardrobe always just looked it looked like it was like it was tailor-made for her and it was in a lot of ways you know she would Mm -hmm. actually get these things altered so that they fit correctly. Um, I honestly it's one of those things that I, I personally have have never invested the time or money and it's kind of a combination of the two the idea Mm -hmm. of going to the tailor every time seems really oh like another errand that I have to run but at the same time I do know when I have taken that effort to do that with clothing it it has made a huge difference and then it turns something that you try to justify in purchasing Mm -hmm. and then probably very rarely if ever wear into something that could maybe become a, a staple in your wardrobe yeah, I over the last couple of years, I've 
made a conscious effort to start buying because I'm short and like I <laughs> it, it's harder to find petite things uh, well it's just usually they're not in the stores you have to order them and it takes a little longer and all that so but I've made a conscious effort to do that over the last couple of years just ordering the petite size and it it just fits so much better and I feel so much more comfortable mm -hmm. in my, my in my clothes and um, it's it's like an extra step but it's like really worth it mm -hmm. I found so and I think that um, going back to something you said a minute ago Kariana is that you know sometimes these different body challenges that we might have um, we do always want to remember that you know that's what it is it's a challenge but once you kind of embrace it and figure out what works with your body type you can make that really beautiful and and we all have you know god didn't make mistakes with some of us you know with any of us and so some you know when <laughs> sorry <laughs> with others he did no, just some kidding. of you out there <laughs> some of you are I don't a disaster know, but... <laughs> that's another episode <laughs> next time we'll tell you too. <laughs> No, but the, the idea that I think sometimes, you know, we can look at our bodies so critically and so negatively and only see the negative, but that's why I think it's so important to also see what are your strengths, you know, you know, maybe you have great ankles or maybe you have really beautiful shoulders. I always notice when women have beautiful shoulders because I don't tend, I don't think I have very beautiful shoulders slash upper arms, but when women do, I, I really notice it and notice how, how lovely that feature is. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, figuring out objectively, what am I thankful for? What do I see on myself that I'm grateful for to our Lord? And, and it's always about not trying to make ourselves objectify ourselves but make ourselves presentations of beauty you know be that witness of beauty in the world so I think it's super important to know your body type what do you think about uh, fashion personality like do you think that your personality your fashion personality can change I think so definitely but maybe it will just maybe not so much change completely but kind of um, mature in your choices of maybe colors or cuts or things like that but like for example myself I I think I'm sort of like a mix of bohemian and sort of casual with I don't know I guess I'm not totally sure but I've always loved bohemian stuff but I feel like now that I'm getting older I don't like I can't say that I would like the same kind of bohemian stuff that I would like now like so right. I just it's sort of changed with my age but not completely mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, what do you think well, I was thinking about this that, you know, thinking over the different stages of your life, like when you ha are having young children, your wardrobe tends to be more sort of utilitarian wardrobe, you know, and you can have nice colors and stuff like that, but everything's got to be machine washed. And then you get to a stage where, you know, you're, you're, you're going out a little bit more, your kids are a little bit more independent, and you can be a little bit more thoughtful, and you're, you know, you're getting older, so your wardrobe sort of matures. I guess I was thinking this also because how much does the different stages of our life influence our our fashion personality or our style? Because and I guess I'm asking that also because I think just lately I've been getting sort of, I feel like my I'm wanting to branch into something new. And I'm also at the same time going entering into a different stage in life where my kids are, are older and I'm starting to see that, you know, light at the end of the tunnel where there's more time for my interests and things that I'm pursuing. And I, I see sort of a, a, a tend in myself to shift in 
in my fashion choices also. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Kariana? I think, um, actually, I, I kind of agree, I agree with uh, what Krista was saying about how it's, it really does have a lot to do, and what you're also saying, Nicole, about how it has to do with where you are in life more so than your personality. I think our personalities are pretty, they're pretty settled. I mean, they, they are who we are, um, even fashion-wise. But I think when you are in the trench with little kids, you're, you don't have the, the, the time or the, the energy to really put a lot to pour a lot into yourself which is why I think having community around you is so important because that's when you need to have that those other those others to help you know remind you that you are not just you know a mom and then as kids get older you start to take back some more of that time and then you can really start to explore a little bit more so I almost think that you know once we hit those ages where our responsibilities as far as homemaking are not as prevalent I think it's where our true personality, or as far as fashion goes, starts to really come out. Plus, you probably, at that point, you're usually a little bit more financially secure that you can kind of experiment a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Because sometimes when we uh, start out as young people, you know, we obviously we may not have the financial means to purchase the kind of clothes that we would actually like to wear or the style that we would like to wear. And, and then we don't have the time. Or the, yeah, the time. time. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess I would just say it's something that while it's important to figure out what your your personality is, your fashion personality, or your your style is going to be, to also just be open to those different stages in your life and and kind of recognize that you know you're entering into a different stage and and then kind of maybe take that as a time to do another closet edit or reevaluate you know what am I what am I being drawn to what am mm-hmm. I what's yeah. appropriate for where I am today yeah and I mean am I getting older like are polka dots maybe not appropriate anymore you know whatever that that polka uh, dots are always appropriate <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never met a polka dot I didn't like <laughs> <laughs> see but that's you that totally seems to you whereas I felt like for me it felt like this is not who I am anymore <laughs> no more polka dots <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, it really does kind of go into, I mean, we, we, we hear it in Shakespeare, to thine own self be true. I mean, you have to be true to who you are, what your life is like, and what the, what you're functioning, what, what is your function. And I think, you know, we can all, we can all look at, you know, Lady Gaga's latest uh, artistic interpretation of, of her style and know that, you know, we're not going to do that at all, but you can also see how that fits with her personality as a as a celebrity as someone who's in the who's in the media known to be above and beyond you know it very much reminds me of Elton John in the 70s I mean not many people I mean people were walking around the platforms but not many had platforms with fish you know swimming through them mm-hmm. so <laughs> to know that even when you look at celebrities that their style that their own personal style might be very similar to what you see out in that's published but it's probably a little bit more toned down and so just know just know who you are and i think there's a lot of there's a level of confidence that has to come with that and sometimes that confidence comes when you have figured out what your style is coming back full circle that um, there's a reason why sometimes these, you know, romantic, athleisure, classic, these different terms uh, can sometimes feel inadequate because 
sometimes it, it that we we don't want to ever feel like we're boxed in by by our fashion our, our style is an expression of who we are and mm-hmm. so it, it, it's there to guide you and give sort of a uniformity to what you're wearing but don't be afraid like you're saying earlier don't be afraid to branch out a little bit don't be afraid of of changing your life and and growing um and and maybe that is reflected in in how you present yourself to the world as well um I think we're just going to wrap it up there, but thank you so much, Kariana, for being our guest today. Yes, thank you. It's been so fun having you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. This was great. I mean, it's not too often I get to chat about fashion, because really not a lot of my friends like to talk about fashion, so (laughs) I I have one friend that I can talk, and so now I'm so glad to be able to to sit and do this and Mm. and, uh, just you know just share and uh expound our wisdom on the masses all right well um remember to like us on itunes or wherever you listen and check out our instagram account dress me up podcast um that's where you can message us about anything else you want to hear us discuss or just say hi and thanks so much for listening bye bye